0: Hey, readers and writers welcome to episode 110 of read and write where we're going to talk about fan fiction in case we haven't met before i'm deb and i'm jocelyn and this is our podcast about what we're reading what we're writing and everything in between so how's your week been going jocelyn
1: really rainy
0: it's definitely yeah? uh
1: yeah a bit of a mud fest over here I feel like that's just the way this summer's been going you know like either it's raining a ton or it's just too uncomfortable to actually enjoy the outdoors it's just too hot Uh too humid yeah yeah so yeah we've just been having all of these like summer storms but my my flowers really like All of the rain. They look (laughs) lovely. I wish I could go out and enjoy them myself, but it's nice to peek at them from my window. Actually, um, I mentioned before we started recording that we had this absolutely stunning rainbow in Pittsburgh today this oh, afternoon right. and it was just it was the perfect arc I could see you know basically the idea of where it began and the idea of where it ended and all of the colors were like so brilliantly defined and I just like kept staring at it and I don't remember the last time I saw a rainbow that you know like comically perfect it was—it looked like someone drew it in the sky it was just <laughs> gorgeous yeah yeah, I mean, otherwise it's not. This is, it's been a a busy work week for me, so I've really been focusing on all of that stuff. A lot How about of library you? construction going on. Uh, you know, the construction is, for some reason, a bit of a lull right now. But we're in the middle of like writing our annual report, and uh, I have a lot of new ventures that I'm taking on at work, like both for the university that I work for and for my library. But yeah, a lot of a lot of new stuff this year, a lot of new responsibilities that I'm really excited about. But
0: it's a lot of work, you know, just like anything else. Yeah, so I guess I think I never realized how much work a librarian does until Mm -hmm. I got out of childhood, I guess I could say. (laughs) Yeah, it is
1: a deceptive career. Um, people do just kind of think like, oh, we hang out in the library, we shelve the books, we help, you know, manage acquisitions and, and access of things. Mm-hmm. But my job, I mean, most of my job actually could be done in any other institution because I do a lot of the outreach and marketing and event planning and things like that. So I, I do library work. I do librarianship. But I also teach classes and manage our social media feed and schedule author talks. And do. we have a, a new um, booktube show that we're doing that, I, <laughs> that I'm doing, basically. So, um, you know, it's just like a lot of stuff that actually has nothing to do with librarianship, but is important to the process
0: of the library. It's important to note that you said librarianship. Because the first mm-hmm. time you said it, I thought you said librarian shit. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, you know. <laughs> How's your week been going? Um, well, I agree with you on the wet and rainy part. I was actually mm-hmm. talking to my husband the other day. It's like I wish we've had so much water, we actually got water in our basement. Oh wow, that's yes. not normal for you guys. That that's not normal. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, we had a water issue when we first bought the house, but it mm-hmm. was just, we had to replace the sump pump, basically. Yeah. So we haven't had anything since. So it was a big surprise. Like, last night, went down to the basement to do laundry, and it's just like, there's an like two inches of water around the stairs. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Our basement's really uneven, and it, mm. it puddles around the stairs, so mm. that would be the deepest I part. See. We're like, what the hell
1: is this? Yeah. And it
0: turns out... It had basically been pouring all day yesterday, like, nonstop morning to, like, I don't think it ended until, like, after midnight. Yeah. Just pouring rain. And apparently, we're well, we're also at the bottom of a hill. Aha. So we're getting everybody else's water. Mm-hmm. And the, the ground just slopes enough that it goes towards the house naturally. And there's not a lot we can do about it. We have all yeah. the earth dams that we, you know, you can possibly do. But it got under our deck. Under our back room and got to an old attic window. Oh. And came in through that. Like, it was, wow. there was so much water. <laughs> yeah, there was so much water coming at our house. Like, oh. it was probably like maybe it happened maybe around nine or 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. um, judging for the amount of water we had downstairs. Like, there was just so much torrential downpour that we got water in our basement. And it was really like, ugh. Yeah. I thought we were done with this. It stresses me out so yes. bad. Yes, yes. I feel that.
1: Yeah. Whenever we get some water in our basement, which we don't... We do get water in our basement. Our basement is kind of like meant to take on water, like a bit of water, because we okay. we live near a river, and we are in like a 500-year flood zone. Um, And our, our basement is very old. This house is very old. So it just is built in such a way that it is supposed to kind of work with moisture, which is fine. Um, But we don't, you know, we're not really supposed to have, like, standing water in the basement. Right. Um, But we did have a moment, like, I think it was, like, in May, when we had a really, really bad torrential downpour for an extended period of time. And the town flooded a bit, and we did get a little bit of water in our basement, but we were able to manage it, and it did not
0: last, but it was stressful. Like, I definitely feel uh-huh. you on that. I was very unhappy. Super, like, I was like, how do we fix this? And my, my husband's just like, Deb, just calm down. This yeah. hasn't happened in, like, the 10 years, you know? This, mm-hmm. your fu- this is just a once, like, every, you know, we'll say once in a decade. I mean, we'll right. do something to fix the window, but... Mm-hmm. It's just circumstances out of our control. And I'm just like, but <laughs> no! but but there's water. And how do we fix this? Oh my God, we have to redo the floor. And
1: just Yeah. Whereas like my super mom, stressed out. My mom who also is in, you know, like upstate New York area. She also lives in a very old house, and the basement is not finished at all. And it's the same style of basement as mine, and it floods way more than mine does. Like, I remember it flooding a lot when I was a kid. She still has, like, four inches of standing water in her basement. Oh my and it's just sitting that there. Would, that, would, yeah. that would
0: just, that would do oh, something to my Oh, she's losing her mind. Oh, okay, she's losing okay. Her mind.
1: Yeah, this is not, yeah, it, this, well, this would happen, this kind of thing probably would happen, like, once in a decade for her otherwise uh-huh. it does flood more often but it doesn't just sit there you know like right. for prolonged periods of it eventually of time. goes away usually. yeah yeah and she's just like i hate it i hate it i hate it and like the cats will go down there and get their paws wet oh. and then yeah no it's it's oh, so oh.
0: Yeah, yeah i really feel
1: for my mom i would be freaking out
0: I'm freaking out on her behalf right now. I know. My brain's just <laughs> kind of going, oh my God.
1: I'll send her these
0: solidarity vibes. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> all of us are upset for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would be, oh, I was, yeah. Oh, man. Four mm. inches of standing water. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Not fun. Not fun no. at all. Otherwise, uh, the week has been crazy, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Something happened after the kids like preschool online classes ended something happened I don't know what mm. but everybody's suddenly crazier I have less patience <laughs> it's just like things ramped up a notch and not mm. in a great way and I just oh. I don't know how to fix it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like it's the it's summer it's con- I guess so it's like they have more energy they have Ten thousand more questions a day than they normally do. Oh, mm-hmm. mom has a. I have a shit ton less of patience than I normally do. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to do work and they're asking questions. That just kind of like everything just kind of spirals out of control. So things are just been <laughs> crazy. I don't know what to do about it. Is this normal? I, I know. I don't. I. I, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever experienced it, but my kid, like, they're four and five. What if this happens every year? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, What no. if this happens every year until they're solo teenagers and they don't talk to me at all? Right. Yeah, and it just, like, switches.
1: Ugh. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense that, like, they were being engaged and maybe a little tired out by their virtual classes. Possibly. And now maybe not so much.
0: Yeah. I just, Yeah. I don't know what to do with I don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> like just it's hold got, on for dear life it's get, it's getting to the point where my husband works away from home now three days a week mm, and when he comes okay. home I am like you have to take the kids yes, I need yes. a minute alone yes. <laughs> I please. love them but I just need a minute to myself
1: oh yeah and oh, by yeah. minute I mean an hour yes <laughs> 60 of those minutes please <laughs> and thank you
0: <laughs> like it's right now it's the classic I literally cannot pee Oh, without yeah. without another creature there, if it's not the kids, it's the dog who knows to open the door <laughs> and comes in. But like, I'll be peeing. Like, mom, what's for lunch? I'm like, oh my god, I'll be. Man, I'll it's just give me. Yeah, I, just, I I just need to pee. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, let me do this bodily function. It has to happen just, just by myself, just
0: oh, in man. privacy. Uh-huh. Nobody Uh-oh. has a concept of privacy in my house. No, my kids, yeah. I've been trying to teach them, but my kids, even as they like take, sh- like they're starting to take showers, like we're mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. push the independence thing. Like, sure. you're your big kids now, they don't even shut the door. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> Why bother? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, sh- especially in the winter, you gotta shut this door. It's gonna get cold. Uh, yes, yes. That will do it, though. That yeah. will do it for them. Yeah.
1: Because there's almost nothing worse than walking out of a nice, warm shower into, like, freezing
0: ice-cold air. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, get this. Today, I'm upstairs um, supervising my youngest shower. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm sitting next to the door, just mm-hmm. checking it. But on her, and my, my oldest comes down. She's five. She sits down next to me, and she goes, Mom, I think I like you now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, one, it was wow. hilarious, but also it kind of broke my heart a little bit. I'm like, I know what? And she's like, well, I really love daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so much fun, and I think I like you now. Oh and I'm just like, Lord. oh my god. Like, how long did you not like me? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, you know, when you were baby, you wouldn't sleep anywhere but on mommy. You loved mommy yeah. so much. Oh she just doesn't know i know i was like holy hell kid i know that's i mean that is brutal that is yeah. brutal she thinks she likes me now well you know at least you're on. It's like the she was side. on the fence for a while she didn't know <laughs> she it was undecided
1: you earned you earned her like i earned got, her, like. Got her to like but she loves daddy <laughs> She loves daddy. Yeah, Undisputed. Oh,
0: man. That is that is very, very funny. Very funny. I thought so. Also, it was just like, man, shot to the heart. Seriously,
1: yeah. I mean, kids, they really can. They can really be brutal. I'll <laughs> get
0: you. Okay, so this week we are talking about fan fiction.
1: Yes, and I am going to really rely on you for this because I do not engage with or am very familiar at all with the what I think of in my head as the formal fan fiction community or just you know anything about when it when someone says fan fiction
0: what comes to people's minds I I know very little about that okay so what do you what do you define as formal fan fiction then
1: when people write their own creative stories based on existing properties, and then kind of usually in my head it means like it is published somewhere online for others to enjoy,
0: like they okay. are sharing. I can their I can agree with fiction. that. Yeah.
1: yeah, that is usually what I'm thinking. Um, but that does not mean that I haven't engaged in some kind of version of fan fiction. Whether I knew what I I mean, no, I didn't know what I was doing, and at the time because. All of this happened when I was really young. Um, I don't even know if fan fiction in the way that it exists now was a thing. Like, I truly
0: just don't know. At a point that I'm going to interject here, do you know that the most popular fan fiction started in the 70s? Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It was like a zine that, like a handmade zine that, like, people would, like, publish, self-publish and, like, mail it to other people on their mailing list. Oh, that's fun. That's so fun. I know. So fanfiction has been around for a while. That doesn't surprise
1: me. That really doesn't surprise me. Because when you think about, you know, like, cons, cons have been mm-hmm. around for a long time yeah. as well. And for as long as we've had... Star Trek like fanfiction. Fiction, yeah, exactly. It was Star Trek fanfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of where those, like, drives and the inspiration come from from for fan fiction I feel. So mm-hmm. and when you have that kind of a community too, people who like get together to celebrate a property, it makes right. sense that fan fiction would grow from that.
0: Well, I think I'm going to break down fan fiction the two types of fan fiction. The really amazing good stuff <laughs> that you wish was actually canon. Yeah, because it's just the the they did such a good character delve into it. And then the really, really awful bad stuff. (laughs) But Can the the bad stuff be fun, though? Yeah, I I guess so. Um, I guess you could break the bad stuff down to two categories, then. The fun (laughs) bad stuff, and then just the really (laughs) awful bad stuff. Yeah, the stuff not worth your time. But at the same time, I feel like I can't really knock it, because that was somebody who... Read or saw something that they loved so much, mm-hmm. they wanted to participate in, and I think yeah. that is something to be celebrated, no matter yes. how bad it is. I, I mean, maybe it was a ten-year-old writing it, and they don't have the, the skills yet. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think you can definitely universally break fan fiction down into those two, like the really <laughs> like amazing stuff that could be a novel on its own if it wasn't for yeah. the fact that it was somebody else's initial property. I've read a right. couple of those, and they're just mind-blowingly good yeah Mm -hmm. like they got the character
1: i always hear stories about people and we all know you know like um 50 shades of gray originally started Uh as fan fiction
0: and even twilight
1: Twilight. yeah no twilight was not
0: fan fiction
1: oh i always heard that it wasn't like fan fiction of harry potter
0: or inspired by uh, like it might have been inspired way. by Harry Potter, but the official story is on um, Twilight is that it's dream based. She had a dream. Ah. she actually had a dream of him sparkling in the sunlight.
1: Oh God, that, that was the sense. dream. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> that would be a dream thing. And then she wrote happen. off of that, and then obviously Fifty Shades is a, is a mm-hmm. Twilight's fan fiction or what? Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I I guess I could totally see Twilight as being a Harry Potter inspired, but the... The official line is that it was a dream. Yeah. That she had mm-hmm. that almost literally as a dream, woke up and wrote that scene down.
1: Well, and then it changed the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. I have very strong <laughs> feelings, and I don't want to insult anybody, and I don't want to back myself into a hole that I can't well, get out of.
1: Then I shall pivot. Well, I'll just continue my thought. Um, okay. <laughs> it is always cool to see when people, like, do fan fiction, or, like, publish their fanfiction or um, kind of riff off of it, and then it gets them jobs, you know? It gets them paid. Like, that is really cool and, like, a testament to the power and importance of fanfiction, even beyond just the very valid importance of the community that it builds and celebrates, you Mm -hmm. know? But it's just... I do... Even though I'm someone who does not really engage in fanfiction, I get very angry when people shit talk fan fiction yeah because yeah it's it's just it's clear that those people don't know anything about it and it's i mean fan fiction is it's this really amazing organic thing that is really kind of cool just as its own thing i I think it's awesome
0: right like i said it's just they love somebody else's work so much that they want to participate i mean that's beautiful i mean yeah i've said Mm -hmm. before that is my goal as an author is to have that that is my end goal Mm -hmm. And I really I I can't fault anybody for bad writing because they're not writers. I mean, they're they're not. Yes, they're writers because they wrote fan fiction. But you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's not their day job. They just love it so much. They want to they want to live in the world, too, which is great. I can. Yeah, I'm down Mm -hmm. for that.
1: Yeah, because maybe that's not even the point. Like maybe the writing for them isn't exactly the point. It's the engaging in the world and participating right. yeah. in the
0: community, furthering a story they thought should have been furthered. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I have I have a hard. T- I I do get angry with people when, especially when people look down on fan fiction. Oh, oh yeah, that's not real. I mean, yeah. that is before I started writing original stuff. That's how I started. I wrote fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can't tell me that I the hours I spent were worthless. Right. Exactly.
1: You were still honing a craft. You were still exercising a muscle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you were engaging with something that you cared deeply about mm-hmm. and was giving you something back.
0: Yeah. yeah and to, to date, I think there's one I was, it was a Pirates of Caribbean fan fiction. Oh, um, hell and yeah. The, the, first, the <laughs> first two chapters to date, I still think are the best things I have ever written. Wow. That's like awesome. Just, it was. It had a it had a good tone. It had good original characters. Mm-hmm. I just. I. It was a fan, but I. I still think those two chapters are the best things I've written. Hmm. And what were? You, what did I interrupt you saying?
1: Oh, I was. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I guess, um, I, I don't, I've never really written fan fiction that I know of, although you did make a good point that the story I wrote in seventh grade about the Revolutionary War, that definitely was inspired by the Patriot. 100%. So we could say that that is Patriot fan fiction, although I did not realize that that was what, oh my goodness, I did not realize that that was what I was doing. Um, but... When I would like play like my imaginary games, my made up games with my siblings, a lot of the time our starting point would be some other property that we really liked, you know, like Xena and Hercules or like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, something like that. Uh We would start with and then like... um. Prince of Egypt was one that we used to ah. play a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, we we loved Prince of Egypt. Um but yeah, we would we would be inspired by those properties. We would like dress up and then have all of these like imaginary games that didn't necessarily or didn't always have a whole lot to do with the original property. We just pretended to be these characters and played out a game as those characters whichever direction it went mm-hmm. so we weren't writing that stuff down but it's kind of it was like it a is it's like a base for
0: fan fiction yeah
1: yeah yeah It was like a fan fiction meets larping kind of deal mm-hmm. um and i've always loved things that are very meta or you know self-reflexive or um you know everybody has heard me talk about how much i like horror I really enjoy it, and this is a trend right now, when horror authors nod to really well-known horror properties or they are kind of inspired by really well-known horror properties. Like, I think I mentioned, like, a few episodes ago, one of the books that I recently read was um, The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. Mm-hmm. There there could be an argument in there that that book, or at least chunks of that book, are fan fiction of some of the major slasher movies that came out and um became very popular like throughout Mm -hmm. the history of horror cinema and I love that stuff I just I I get so giddy I'm like oh I know this (laughs) oh it's part of the community like oh this is so fun um so yeah I mean I feel like fan fiction even though you know I went through that whole explainer of what I think like formal fan fiction is I do think there are Lots of shades of gray here, and it is way more prevalent than folks realize. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fan fiction community is generally really supportive of each mm-hmm. other. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Unless they find a Mary Sue, and then everybody, well, everybody <laughs> bands together and kicks out mm-hmm. the Mary Sue, murders <laughs> the Mary Sue. <laughs> well,
1: I've not- seen that happen. I've seen the the you know expulsion of
0: Mary Sue's like from the fringes online. Well I like to think some of the more mature communities they point out that it's a Mary Sue but they're also generally they're really into writing and they want to help other people. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this is Mm -hmm. across the board but the ones I participated in have been that way and they Mm want to teach the writer that what a Mary Sue is, mm-hmm. and then how they should avoid it or f- make corrections to fix it. I right. mean, mm-hmm. the, the communities I've been part of, they're they're very supportive. They want to teach each other to make yeah. better stories so they can read better stories about the stories exactly. they love.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's through love, you know. It's correcting someone mm-hmm. because yes. they want to see them be better, not because they want to be mean or to punish right. them.
0: I mean, yeah, you, you do get some reviewers who just bash on things, yeah. but... Well, there are jerks everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and still, like, well, fan fiction, like, for example, you know, I, I just said I started in fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people who write fan fiction, either they do it as a release because it's just fun mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to think about writing a novel. They're not interested sure. in publishing anything. They just like the writing as a release. Mm-hmm. But also then there's some people like me who were writing, writing, writing because they loved the write. And it just, it it, it ups their skill level mm-hmm. to be a writer of original fiction. I mean, I, yes. there was one author, I no longer remember their name and I very much regret this. They were writing um, fan fiction, probably Labyrinth because I read a lot of Labyrinth fan fiction. <laughs> um, but then they went on and wrote an original. Like um, this was on mm. fanfiction.net several years ago. Mm -hmm. And they had an original section. And I followed this author over there and read the story. And that was one of the best stories I have ever written. And then they took it down because they wanted to get it published. Sure. I I haven't been able to find it. Oh, cuz no. I don't remember what the author's name was. Yeah. And I tried searching for like the premise and I don't know maybe it just fell through and it never worked, but it was a great idea and I read it yeah. and I loved it. It was so good. And it would be hard to chase down a short story too
1: because, you know, usually those are published in anthologies or, mm-hmm. you know, on websites like magazines. No, this is multi-chapter.
0: It probably would've been a small mm. novel. Okay. Mhm. But it was it was so good. Yeah. It was everything was really well, I mean, I very much regret that I didn't save this or have the author name or something so I could contact them because it was just really, this really, really, really unique universe. It's
1: It seems like this is one of those things where you'll just be like, I don't know, going for a walk or doing the dishes or whatever and all of a sudden it like pops in your head again that you don't remember what this author's name is and you're just like, oh no and you're what? just like stare off into space
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even need that I think about this story a lot it actually has mm. influenced my oh, writing because I was so good
1: um can I feel you like, actually, like put a post out in different forums to be like help me find this person
0: I haven't thought about doing that maybe I should but it was it was it was just brilliant. I knew they took it because mm-hmm. to, I remember um going back to reading it and kind of doing something so much that like wait, where's the story go? I really liked it. Yeah. It was taken and it was down. And yeah. they explained that it had been taken down like someone who knew the, who was on the inn knew that the author had taken it down because they wanted to try to get it published. Yeah, of course. And that was the end of it. It was just I haven't been able to find it since, but it has it was it was so good and so, such a unique premise that it has Inspired me for years now. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I can think of three stories that it, that it deeply inspired the stories. That is a little tragic.
1: I know, right? Yeah. It really, it really is. Much like your daughter telling you that she likes you now.
0: <laughs> no, she thinks she
1: likes oh, me yes. now. She's still on the fence. That's right. <laughs> my apologies to her.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah. Goodness. That's got to eat at you. Uh
0: huh. Well, I, I think of it fondly, and I wish I could read it again.
1: Yeah, maybe one day you will. Possibly,
0: if you do ever discover it, you'll just you'll have to let us all know. I will absolutely. There won't be any question. I'll be like, she's <laughs> like, this is what went on in my life this week. I found that story. Oh my god, yes. And then I'll make you read it. You won't have a choice. Yeah. I'll like force oh, feed it to you. I'll read it on the to. podcast on air, so everybody yes. can hear it. Just
1: feed it right into our ears. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It was so That's good. Fun. It was, I don't know. It had, like, it was a cast of characters, and they're all young. They're all, like, teenagers. hmm And I don't know. Just the universe was really well created. Like, I'd yeah. never seen anything like it. Was it fantasy? It was fantasy, yep. It was, um, <sighs> One of the characters was a teenage boy who worked in his grandfather's trading card or tarot card small shop, and he found this pack of cards that he could just find. He found he could just do magic with them. Like, he could throw out a card and make it burst into flames or something. Oh, wow. And then he meets someone else who has another ability, and then they meet twins who have mirrored abilities and then they meet then the group meets someone else and they like kind of add 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 to the group till there's like five or i think about five of them and then they start investigating this weird magical thing that's happening and then they defeat it that definitely sounds like a blast
1: like right? that has so many things that i love about you know the the stories and the plots that like really hit for me that's got like all of them I so know, I can see how you've been thinking about this. Yeah, for so it's long. it's
0: very it was really good. I can I I can't even just put it into words like how much it inspired and how good it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was excellent world, just complete excellent building world building, sense of place was there. Oh. Had a lot of atmosphere, just mm. really, really good personalities in the in the characters mm-hmm. too. Like the 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 first the first kid you get, I'm calling him the main kid, but he's the first one you meet. The the boy with the cards was really like quiet, stoic, withdrawn, and he learns to interact through the other ones, more the more gregarious ones. Like the twins, especially, were very like sports running and then mm. they found they could lift these magical swords kind of king arthurish i guess oh, but okay. they fight together like it only worked when they fought t- like they were like the fighters oh. of the group hmm. it only worked when they were both doing it yeah it was just oh. great world building it was so good yeah It also
1: seems to have something that I absolutely love in books and movies, which is the whole gathering the crew portion, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you assemble the group and you get to learn a little bit about each individual person in the group and like what their skills are and how it fits into the group. I love that. And then they
0: kind of like build the group kind of sort of by accident. But then you've got this ragtag group who have to learn to work together to defeat the big bad evil. Oh, I love that. I I love it. Had so that many kind good of, elements.
1: It reminds me a little bit of Libba Bray's *The Diviners*, which I don't remember if I've like talked about this. I don't um, think you have these books on the podcast or not. But they're, they're really good. It's a four book series. takes takes place in 1920s New York City, and um, it's like a ragtag crew of teens who have to like come together to defeat this like. I don't know if it's like. I would. I don't know if I'd call it ancient, maybe. But there's an evil, a, a supernatural evil, like rising up in the midst of like the the roaring twenties and like global okay. modernization. And these kids, like, have they basically they're kind of thrown together. A lot of them don't really like each other, but this is like the situation. Right. Some of them have like weird abilities, uh, and some of them might, but you don't quite know yet. Like I've okay. only read the first one so far, so like I'm sure more is revealed as you go. And they just they kind of have to to make it work in order to take on this like supernatural evil, and it's it's really fun. It
0: sounds similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good stories. Mm-hmm. All right, back to fan fiction. <laughs> we delved off to this in original fiction uh, black hole.
1: Well, you know, they're that's
0: they're very much connected. You know, like mm-hmm. it's
1: it's kind of the same.
0: I th- I view fan fiction as kind of the jumping off point, especially like in my writing. I'm sure other people feel the same way. It's a place. It's like a safe place to learn to yeah. write. Yes, your characters yes. are already built for you. Your world is already built for you. You mm-hmm. just need to do the rest. Yeah. well, it's, actually, it's a good jumping
1: off point. This is interesting because I never really thought of what I did in undergrad as fan fiction. But we basically are taught, when you are learning um, like, TV writing, like script writing, mm-hmm. something that... And I have no idea how the industry operates anymore because I have very much detached myself from that world, but... If you are trying to get a job in TV writing or just a job in TV, whatever, something that people will do is write um, spec scripts. And you basically, you'd, like, pick a TV show. You'd learn the show. You'd learn, like, its patterns. Okay, I think I can see where this is going. Its plot points. Yeah, and the characters. And then you write an original an episode? episode of that TV show using all the characters and making sure that you make it sound like it would fit with all the other episodes uh-huh. so it's it's not necessarily the same like function or drive of fan fiction but it is the same in form i guess I yeah it's it's the
0: same I definitely say it's the same starting point. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, like I was saying, like your characters are built for you. The scene yeah, is built for you. Exactly. You have to create the the situation, the plot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the point for at least for writing spec scripts is that you are proving that you can work in an in a pre established world. Mm-hmm. Because you know, in a writer's room, it's a group of people all writing the same show, so everybody has to be able to adopt the same voice um and so yeah i mean it's it is the same kind of exercise i would guess okay you know but i I would say that like fan fiction is way more fun because you are choosing the world you're playing in and it's out of you know a labor of love and like your your admiration for that property Mm -hmm. whereas like a spec script is because you like need a job (laughs) and you're, you're trying to like Peddle yourself out to different writers' rooms. So it's not as enjoyable. It's like way more stressful to write a spec script.
0: I could see that. But that just also means a writer's room is just a bunch of people writing fan fiction together. Basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think that's a much more like fun way to think about <laughs> writer's rooms
0: than what they actually are. <laughs> Um, that reminds me one of the best fan fiction communities I ever experienced is now a defunct. But mm. it was um it was based off of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But we kind of found each other on um I think they started an archive of our own, but then they moved to their own website. Okay, which is, which is why they're now defunct because they just couldn't keep it up anymore. But yeah. it was basically like cool. a, um, a forum website. Mm-hmm. and it was a great small community of like, likewise-minded writers, and they had great, like, interactive things. Like, they would have contests, like write a short story. Or my favorite thing was they had weekly drabbles, what they call, they called them drabbles.
1: Oh, that term is kind of familiar
0: to me, but I don't know what it means, but I feel um, like I've heard it. We called it drabbles or drabbling, um, but basically it's like a prompt. They give you a prompt, you write, like, mm. a paragraph, Okay. Okay. And it wasn't a it wasn't a competition, but everybody would post their weekly drabble in this particular thread, Mm -hmm. and people would comment like, "Oh, I like this. Oh, that's really interesting. I like how you did that." I mean, it was a really supportive community. But I've actually been thinking lately that that might be a good way to help with writer's block is to get back into drabbling because I see them on like
1: interesting idea.
0: I see it on Pinterest all the time. Like okay. um, like story, like one-liners or like on Tumblr. Mm. It's on Tumblr mm-hmm. a lot. Like one-liners, like here's, here's the first line, now go. Yes, okay. I think that would be really good for like – I've been thinking about challenging myself creatively, um, trying to do something like that, and that might I was thinking that might be a good thing to do, like a paragraph yeah. of something completely different than what I'm currently doing, but just getting yes. the creative juices going.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a great idea, especially if you're struggling with writer's block. Mm -hmm. Just shake some stuff loose.
0: Oh, speaking of... No, it's not really writer's block. It's more editing, I guess. (laughs) Editing funk? (laughs) Well, no, not an editing funk so much. I haven't done much editing on my story at the moment. I'm just kind of writing as I go. Mm -hmm. But last night... Excuse me. Yesterday was a really draining kind of day. This was even before I knew about the water in the basement. It was a draining day. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, I just want to read something. But I didn't Uh want to. I was feeling so lazy. I didn't want to get up and get my book that I'm currently reading. Um, So, but I had my iPad with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to read my story. Yeah. Why (laughs) not? I I brought it up. Like, put away all the menus. So, I was just reading it. And... I found that was really helpful. Be like, no, 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 that doesn't work. And as I'm going, just like editing a few words or deleting something here and there. It just, reading it as a reader really helped. Mm -hmm. And it's not really something, I don't know why I didn't think of it before. And this is going totally off the topic of fan fiction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense, though. I try to do that um, just with the stuff that I do at work. And it's amazing what you will catch. Mm -hmm. I I do it a little bit with my, like, fiction writing, but I'm, I don't know, I haven't gotten far enough through my stories yet that I feel like I can, like, go back and really be like, okay, as a, as just a reader now, because there's just, like, not a lot there, like, I can't really, like, sink into it yet, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I completely understand what you're talking about, like, how that could help you just catch things that you didn't see otherwise because you were focused on other stuff.
0: And also, it helped. Um, like in this particular story, I'm talking about the magic one in particular. Like the first chapter, what I think was going on as a writer, I'm not really sure it came off right as a reader. Like ah. I don't think the implement the um, I don't think I'm applying the magic heavily enough. Okay. I mm-hmm. think I was being too subtle about it. Yeah. I think I need to go yeah. back through and do some work on that. But mm-hmm. it just. I don't know. Like, I think I spent long enough away from it that I could go back and say, "Oh, yeah, hmm, that's how that's, that's not quite working that's the way I thought it was." In my head, when I was writing it, it was all very clear. No, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but then going back as a reader, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think the reader understands that she keeps coming. That I don't think the reader understands one that her grandmother was dead because I never explicitly say that. I didn't realize that until I was reading it. I never explicitly said that her grandmother was dead and she was coming back to the house. Right. I I could not find an instance where I said that. Yeah, if if I was implying it, I was implying it too subtly.
1: Yeah. It is really interesting. Like when you know almost all of the details of your story, you know, sometimes you just take for granted what you put on the page Uh because. It's hard to separate what you're actually telling the reader versus what you already know. You know, mm-hmm. that, like that iceberg thing. Like, how much of the iceberg are they actually seeing right now? And, yeah. It turns I mean, out not enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they don't even know it's the iceberg's there. It's the challenging. Right. <laughs> it's floating
1: under, just under the surface. And they're about to sink. Very dramatic. <laughs> Very dramatic. <laughs> dramatic reading of The Sinking of the Titanic by Jocelyn. <laughs> hmm
0: okay do you uh, you still write fan fiction at all or do you just read it now I just read it now um Mm. I'm of the opinion right now that any writing I'm doing should go towards my original writing I see Mm -hmm. yeah
1: would you would you dive into a little like a little playing around with fan fiction as a tool to get out of writer's block or to
0: just—I would, I would, yeah. I would drabble fan fiction yeah. if I wanted to. I guess. Okay. Maybe okay. if I start drabbling, maybe I'll start doing that because that is an easy way to ease into it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love a good antihero, so I would probably choose one of those. I love antiheroes. That's part of the reason why I yeah. like fan fiction is I. My habits of reading fan fiction tend to go to an antihero route, mm-hmm. like Labyrinth, Loki. I was a big yeah. Pitch Black fan fiction reader okay. there. Um, in the Harry Potter world, I'd always go towards like the, the Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. I love a good mm-hmm. antihero. Yeah, I do too. I like the complexity. Exactly. It's like, I think I was, I was babbling about my, my love for Loki fanfiction, but it's like, you never know what they're going to do. They're unpredictable yeah, because exactly. they can, they're basically in the gray. They can lead towards the dark side a lot. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. But not without, you know, you know, not without like a uh, conflict, internal mm-hmm. conflict. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's what makes it interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> and playing with that as someone writing fan
0: fiction, that's just, that's like a playground. That's mm-hmm. like an amusement park. That yep. is so you much fun. You can make fun. them do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Actually, I get, I get, um, I was reading uh, Loki fan fiction uh, a couple months ago now. Um, and I found this really wonderful one. And then they didn't finish it, and I was so pissed oh, off. Oh no! <laughs> I tried, I tried emailing them, like, to see if it was anywhere else, but they had closed the account, and the email oh. didn't work. Oh no! And I was just, it got me so pissed off. Like, I was like oh, this someone's was gonna so have good. to write fan fiction of the fan fiction <laughs> in order to finish the fan fiction. Get that closure. <sighs> I mean, I understand. That's the that's the downside. Actually, I think of fan fiction mm. is the authors not finishing it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. because that's not their day job and they life is going to get in the way and there's gonna be unfinished stories or they lose it and they have no will to keep going and sometimes that's really awful because yeah they were really good yeah Mm -hmm. or maybe they died too i suppose that's always an option yes (laughs) although perhaps the account wouldn't have been closed that's true, yes. Well, the, the, the obviously it wasn't closed, closed because the story was still up, but like the email had oh. been taken down. Oh. Mhm. The plot thickens. <laughs> no, it was probably just some like <laughs> college student who suddenly didn't have an, have any free time anymore. Oh yeah, and, yeah. More than more likely than not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the downside to fan fiction is you have to deal with sometimes they're just not finished. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get weird and epic, and you can see where the author's going, like how they got there, and you're just like, "What are you doing?"
1: I know. <laughs> Like, huh, I'm not sure I'm
0: following this thread
1: anymore. I don't right. do really know what's like, going on. Like, looking at the beginning <laughs>
0: of the series and then looking at the end, it's like 120 chapters in, you're like, yeah. yeah. first of all, this is longer than the novel I'm writing. And <laughs> second of all, I think you lost the thread of the plot somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because suddenly they're on two a planets away, and Loki's, like, transformed to a woman, and now they have a child. And... <laughs> I, I'm not making this up. Actually, this hack oh, has happened. Oh man, nothing against. I mean, hey, they wrote more words than I have. Well, I don't know. I've written a lot, but they have written more of a novel than I have.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mm. mean, they're inspired by whatever
0: it is that mm-hmm. they're chasing. But it. I had to stop reading because it just it no longer caught me. Yeah, yeah. That you know what the reviews are awful in fan fiction. Oh, re- I some didn't of even them. realize there were reviews. And some some platforms, I mainly think, you know, the fanfiction.net and Archive of Our Own, mm. there is a okay. review system. You can leave reviews. And some of them are, like, just like, oh, my God, I love it, write more, or great. But then some of them are really negative. I'm, oh. I'm not just, like, anything else on the internet. But yeah, some people are yeah. just jerks.
1: I know. It's, like, very disheartening. Especially because fanfiction is truly personal you know mm-hmm. on, in like every level like what you choose to write about like which which actual mm-hmm. property you choose is very like you have to feel drawn to that that has mm-hmm. to mean something to you and then the choices you make within that also you have to probably feel a certain way about that and then to have somebody like put a value judgment on it when maybe that's not even the point right is yeah that's like oh I don't like that
0: Plus, I feel like, I think a large majority of fan fiction is written by younger authors. Yes. And that has to be super damaging to them. And I just... Yeah. Probably a lot of the reviewers are younger, too, and just not even thinking about how much of an asshole they're being.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's very likely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate to think about, like, a young writer posting their fan fiction and getting some shitty comment and then, like, feeling like they can't write anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? That's really sad.
0: You know what's also equally annoying and sort of along the same veins is that an author, sometimes I've seen an author withhold chapters until they get X number of reviews. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like they're living, it's, it's kind of like a Instagram, <laughs> Facebook situation where they're living for mm. the reviews.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate
0: that too. It's like, I need a hundred more reviews and then you get the next chapter.
1: Oh my lord.
0: I've seen I, that and that, that seems like a really bad precedent to set
1: yeah definitely just like holding it hostage
0: right because now it's no longer a labor of love of the work it's a labor of love of the admiration
1: yes you want to be a personality now mm-hmm. yeah man the internet really like can take a nosedive it yeah. can you know? <laughs> it can have like a lovely thing going on and then just deow, poof.
0: that is the internet though so disappointing <laughs> and that is the roller coaster of fan fiction It's a lot of really amazing ups and a lot of really shitty downs. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Okay, so Jocelyn, what have you been reading this week? Well, I did just finish a book. Or what's your recommendation? I guess it doesn't have to be this week, but what's your recommendation? I do recommend this book. So I I did just finish a book a couple days
1: ago. Um, I have a couple girlfriends who um, have both worked in libraries. One is a librarian, the other is... uh, her degree is in public history so she that's more of like what she does now but we all have worked together in a library setting before so we have kind of an informal book club and it really is just like what the mood what the vibe is like what we want to read like how the mood takes us and lately we have been really interested in like female-centric fiction from the 80s and like a very okay. specific brand so like Nora Ephron, like that kind of a vibe. Um, Carrie Fisher, like Postcards from the Edge. Those those kinds of books. Uh-huh. So we recently just read, I mean, they finished it way before I did, but I just finished The Life and Loves of a She-Devil by Faye Weldon. Have you ever heard of
0: this book? I have never heard of this book. It's
1: batshit. <laughs> it's <is laughs> wild. So it's also a movie starring, I think, Rosie O'Donnell and... Um, Meryl Streep, I think. Okay. I, can't, I don't quote me on that. I I might be completely making that up, but it's it is really quite wild. So this woman, it takes place in England, and this woman lives kind of a drab existence. She's not a beauty. She's actually kind of a fuddy-duddy looking woman. She's like too tall, too clumsy, too just too big of features. Um, she marries this guy kind of out of convenience and they have two kids but he doesn't love her and he starts very openly cheating on her with somebody else who is like her polar opposite in looks and personality and lifestyle and so he leaves her for this woman and he really leaves her he like dumps all the hardships onto her and he just kind of has this crappy attitude of like oh but you can manage you always manage you know that very misogynistic vibe of like men who feel entitled to just like leave the lives that they've built built and dump all of the difficulties on their ex-partners so he does that and she decides to just go wild like she keeps calling it like becoming a she-devil she's like i'm a she-devil therefore i can do these things because i have it in me i'm not a good person and i'm going to destroy the lives of everybody around me (laughs) so she burns her house down dumps her kids off at now where her husband is living with his mistress she just dumps the kids and she's like they have to live with you now because the house is gone whoops oh you have to take them and then she like runs away and lives like all of these different lives as different women but everything she does she's setting up her master plan she's putting all these puzzle pieces into place so that she can finally just exact her revenge on her husband and his mistress But part of that includes really drastic plastic surgery, like really extreme, full, full body makeover. Like she gets her legs shortened, like stuff that I don't even think is real. (laughs) Okay. And it's just, it's so weird. The tone of this book is so strange, and I really enjoyed it because it was so <laughs> weird. Like, part of it, it's very funny, but it's a very particular kind of humor. Very wry, very British, and then it's, like, very extreme, too, and very p- brutal in some places. Like, pretty brutal. So I guess it's a series. I don't know how many other books there are in the in, in the series, but I might continue because it just really intrigued me, and I'm definitely going to watch the movie because I want to know... I I have a feeling the movie's probably a lot different than the probably. book Probably. Yeah, I really don't know how you could make Rosie make a O'Donnell faithful... British. I know, well, yes, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just don't know how you can translate the tone of this book to a movie that people would actually want to watch like a mass audience. Like I would watch it, but I don't think your average moviegoer would Right, be you're like, kind of niche. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I It intrigued me, and I'm definitely going to look into the
0: rest of it. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I'm not sure I would ever read it, but it sounds interesting. It's a very fast read. Is it? Which is nice. It's
1: Yeah, it's under 300 pages, and it's the way that the text is on the page... There's some very short chapters and chapters, like, broken up so that, like, there are... In some places, there's only, like, one small paragraph on a page. You know, like, it's okay. it's honestly pretty quick.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> the, the endlessly growing list. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. I've got four books in my Amazon cart right now, and I literally just bought three. Oh. I just bought three, I... and now there's more.
1: I just bought... Oh, Lord. I actually don't even know. At least a dozen books recently um, because there were a bunch of local authors. Like, I wanted to get some of their stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I had recently asked on Twitter for books written by women that were, like, underrated. And people gave me so many good suggestions that I just couldn't say no. Like, I had to get (laughs) them all. So, yeah, I, I had a huge book order come in recently, and I'm just staring at it like, I don't even
0: know where to begin. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel that way. I kind of, like, I got three, and I grabbed the first one because I like the cover. No other mm-hmm. rhyme or reason. I mean, yes, oh. I was excited to read it, obviously, because I bought it. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but Yeah, sure. Just because I like the cover. That's what I did. Yeah. Covers are very important. Mm-hmm. I absolutely judge books by their covers. <laughs> I do, yes, one hundred percent. I am a sucker for marketing. If it has a good cover, and I'm like just walking in Barnes and Nobles, and just like, oh, that looks interesting. Okay, let's take mm-hmm. it. I mean, mm-hmm. I have done that. I've done that with you. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> some of them I haven't read yet, and some of them I've read. And they've been really weird, but some of them I know. be going. You really,
1: it's a gamble,
0: but that's part of the fun,
1: you know. You're like, <laughs> yes. oh, let's see what this is.
0: Well, that sort of leads me to my recommendation, um, which I absolutely did not judge it by a cover because it didn't have a cover when I found it. Oh, wow. Yes, I found it. Um, it was used, and I didn't even buy it. I just, I guess I stole it. I just took it. <laughs> it, it belonged to a family yes. member. I just kind of took oh, it. Oh, okay. Borrowed. it yeah, borrowed, <laughs> and it's now permanently in my collection. Um, mm-hmm. But I only just found out today when i was researching it for my recommendation that it's a series of 10 oh whoa (laughs) i only thought there were three books but this is a series of 10 apparently the author is diane duane she apparently she's kept on writing because i could see how it could translate i guess i should talk about the book um yeah (laughs) it's it's so you want to be a wizard okay and i'd say probably it's it's probably middle grade it's not quite up to Mm -hmm. YA. it Launched before YA was a thing, like probably late 80s, 80s Mm mid-80s maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about two, probably middle schoolers, maybe like 12. It's about two kids who find each other and they're both becoming wizards. But they're not becoming wizards like going to a school like witchcraft and wizardly Harry Potter style. It was they found a book a random book in a bookshop and they started to read it and then they realized that it was like a how-to book. Oh my. And they God, both did this, this separately and then oh. they found each other. Oh. I love it. <laughs> well, I actually came to this in book 2. I didn't know that there was a book 1. Oh. I the book I found was actually the middle book. Wow. Um it was called Deep Wizardly Deep wizardry. Wizardry. Deep wizardry. Um, and it's about them as best friends, and they go to the, the shore. I think um, they're probably from, like, Long Island or something. Mm, um, and okay. they go to the shore for, like, a week-long dual family vacation because the family is so, so happy that these two introverted kids come <laughs> together and have a best friend. <laughs> they took a family vacation with them. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it is. Like, total 80s thing to do. Um, oh, yeah. But... There's like some cataclysmic event happening and they turn themselves into whales. Because the whales have to perform a special opera in order to stop the world from ending. But they need help. They couldn't find a humpback whale and a blue whale apparently. That's what the kids turn into. (laughs) But it's really good. And then at once I realized um, it was a trilogy, I went back and read the first one. And it's just so like... I want to say happy, but it's it's not. It definitely mm. has some dark overtones, but it's so, mm. like, whimsical almost. It t- takes me yeah. back to a piece of my childhood, like, yeah. where you had Star Wars sheets in the summertime. Mm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it evoked a very specific emotion in me that I liked.
1: Yeah. It sounds very comforting, you know, even with yeah. the dark
0: portions.
1: It, in my mind, it triggers the same thing that I really like about those, um, I feel, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but like the kids on bikes genre of yes. horror, which are basically like the body and, and uh-huh. it and things like that, that it kind of triggers that in me where it's like these two kids on like this special very kid-centric mission like the adults don't really know Mm -hmm. about this we're on our own for this and we're exploring something new and we have to face new dangers but we we're doing it together and Mm -hmm. all the nostalgia and the fate of the world depends on it yeah yeah and the adults don't know exactly and it's just it really is like very comforting and nostalgic and yeah it it
0: sounds like it would be it's like especially
1: a, a great thing to read in the summer
0: yeah i definitely would see there. I don't know if the third book so much as a summer read. Really. Like, you could start it at the beginning of the summer and then you read the third book mm. right before school starts. Like, I'm definitely Ooh, going to yeah. encourage my children to read this book when they're old enough to understand yeah. the themes mm-hmm. um, and hopefully know how to read by then. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a feeling they'll be fine, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, I. I think as an adult you could read it now. I haven't read it in several years, but it's definitely stuck with me. It's one of those books that you just—I just find myself thinking about sometimes, like just I don't know, just you know, bits from stories popping your head from time to time of old stories you've read, and this is one of the ones that's recurring. Like I think about it. Um, it was partially inspiring to some of my own work. Um, just the whole like they stumbled upon magic. It was such a nice organic feeling to it. They just they found a book. It's kinda of like never ending story. They find a book oh, and the book teaches yes. them how to do stuff and it wasn't it's not like big stuff, but it's like um one of the, the one of the one of the characters is a boy and one of the characters is a girl. Um, and I remember the the girl was saying how her father hated the crabgrass in her yard. But her neighbor mm-hmm. had a bare spot that he never could get to fill with grass. So one day she's in the afternoon she sat down and just whispered to the grass, just talk to it. And the next day, it was over under the in the bear spot. Aww, it has I that kind that. of feeling about it. Like, yeah. I'm sure an adult could read it and appreciate the nostalgia to it, but I think it'd be really good if you had a younger reader. They would really... Yeah. I wish I had found it younger than I had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I found it in probably late high school, and I was probably on the, the far end of the reach of it. I think, like, if you'd found it maybe... 12, 13, it would have been brilliant, but it's absolutely a recommended read, especially if you're looking for that summertime nostalgia feeling. Mm, That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's see what we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? Oh, we have a special guest next week. We do, yes. Very exciting. Our first guest. I know. Um, So Well, first of all, I'm going to put everything we've talked about in the show notes. Not that we've talked about a lot. Um, I will try to track down fan fiction, but I've already expressed my regret that I can't find half of it. Mm. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll point you guys in some directions like fanfiction.net, archive of our own, maybe a few more. Um, But I'll put our at least our recommendations in the show notes, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways, next week we are talking about do you write in order? Question mark with our special <laughs> guests. With our special guests. Until then, stay safe. Keep reading. Keep writing. And go do what you do best, especially if it's writing fan fiction. Yes. And even if you want to, shoot us links to your fan fiction, and we'll read them. Oh yeah, that would be very cool. Yes. Yeah. I would love to read that. I love reading <laughs> fan fiction. All right. Goodbye, Jocelyn. See you next time, Deb. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate Read & Write on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, drop me a line. I'm always open to suggestions. Also, did you know that Read & Write publishes three episodes a week? Check out the podcast YouTube channel for Write With Me Monday's live streams and 30-second book reviews on Fridays.